Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. What you're going to call the precious little baby? I am going to begin with verse 21 of chapter 2 in Luke. Your bulletin begins on chapter 22. So this is the reason, though, because in verse 21 it says, On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what had been said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Throughout this Advent season, we've 
heard the story of Jesus' birth in many Christmas carols and songs. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And then, what happened next? Several years ago on Christmas Day, I was Skyping with my youngest daughter and her family who lived in New Zealand at that time, when suddenly three-year-old Hope burst onto the scene singing her repertoire of Christmas carols from Silent Night to Away in the Manger. She stopped for a moment and then became quite animated. And as she announced, my favorite one is, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. And after she had finished her musical pronouncement, we continued our conversation about Jesus being born. Then I said to her, When Jesus grew up to be a man like your daddy, he loved all the children of the world, and he shared God's love with everyone. Well, she paused, and then with a thoughtful but puzzled look, she emphatically exclaimed, but Grandma, Jesus is a baby. At that tender age, and especially at Christmas time, when all she saw was the baby Jesus in the manger. In her imagination, Jesus never grew up. It was as if she had mixed the story of Jesus with the story of Peter Pan. Of course, we know that Jesus did grow up, and Hope, who is now eight years old, also knows that Jesus grew up. Yet even those who already know that may not recall what happened right after Jesus' birth. If you had to guess, you might say it was the visit of the wise men to the, from the east that happened next to the manger because all of our nativity scenes include the wise men. And we often sing, We Three Kings of Orient Are. Though, according to historians, it's more likely that the wise men visited Jesus and his family actually a year or two later. But Luke begins... Today's scripture by telling of Jesus' circumcision and at eight days old and his parents taking him to Jerusalem temple to present him to the Lord. And upon their arrival, they meet a man named Simeon and a woman named Anna. Mary and Joseph were young, just beginning their lives together as husband and wife, The other two, Simeon and Anna, were old, nearing the end of this life. Simeon was a sincere and faithful servant of the Lord. He was aware of God's promises to his people, and he hopes that his people, Israel, will be saved from all the powers that beat them down, from sin and death, from evil in the Roman Empire, from disease and hunger, from all these powers and more. He hopes for salvation. And when he sees the baby Jesus, he knows that Jesus is the Savior of the world, the one who will save his people from all these things. Luke tells us that Simeon responded by taking the baby from his mother's arms and holding the child up, giving praises to God. You know, I've often wondered if this is where the African naming ceremony of a child began. How many of you remember back in 1977, 
the TV miniseries based on Alex Haley's book, Roots. It was a saga of an American family where the proud and faithful Kunta Kinte takes his infant daughter, Kizzy, out into the open night and raises her high above his head up to the sky and shouting, Kizzy, behold your God. Simeon lifts the baby Jesus up toward the heavens. Yet, instead of saying, behold your God, Simeon proclaims, I behold my God. This infant child, Jesus, is God with us. How it must have been for Mary and Joseph to see and to hear what they heard. As Luke says, they were amazed. We know that not all would or could see Jesus as the Messiah. Experience had clouded their expectation. Yet others did see and hear. In fact, history tells us that George Friedrich Handel was so impacted by what he saw in God's word that he penned the Messiah and the Alleluia Chorus. And American composer Robert McGimsey wrote a lilting spiritual, sweet little Jesus boy, and they don't know who he was, but Simeon and Anna did. After Simeon blesses the family of Jesus, 84-year-old Anna is introduced to us. Now, Anna is a survivor, having lived much of her life unusually long life on her own. Anna is also a prophet. In a time and a place when the words of women were not commonly held in high regard, Anna must have spoken with exceptional wisdom to be regarded as a prophet. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. She, too, recognized the child, who the child was and gave thanks to God. For Simeon and Anna, fulfillment came in the, the form of a small child, a mere slip of a thing, born to a couple of commoners in an out-of-the-way place, a country crossroads called Bethlehem. Now, we heard about this child last Sunday, and we celebrated his birthday on Monday. And Mary and Joseph took the child to church the following week, which would be this Sunday, to dedicate him to the Lord with the sacrifice of two young pigeons. Today, we must remind ourselves that God is still speaking to us. God is still with us. God is still responding to the human needs and human cries and the groans of this world. In fact, history can indeed cloud our expectations so we cannot see any more than what is around us because it is not easy for those whose history has been marked by pain to discern healing. Or it's, it's not easy for those whose history has been lived in, in alienation, to, to even imagine participation. It's not easy for those who have known only sadness to experience joy, to realize joy. Certainly, Israel had known captivity 
exile and the herald of prophets that they summarily ignored. And we too are jaded by these uncertain times marked by political unrest, times marked by computer hackers and predators, and times marked by hurricanes, floods, and fires, and times marked by immigration and refugee crises, times marked by warring nations, and times marked by terrorist attacks throughout this world. The list could go on. How can we know peace when there seems to be no peace? And how can we see with certain eyes in such uncertainty? It's not that we look through a glass dimly, but that light can become rare when, when all we have only known around us is darkness. Yet, we see that sight is possible for those with an open heart and mind. Simeon was sensitive to God's spirit in his life and was open to something new from God. And God blessed that openness with spiritual insights. Could it be that we sometimes miss new truths and understandings because that God desires to give us because we're not open to to the new thing that God is doing in our, our midst? Or could it be that we are sometimes are so consumed by worrying about a bad thing that, we may, that may happen that we miss the entirely good which is right in our midst? Here are two senior citizens, Simeon and Anna, well into their 80s, whose hopes have never been fulfilled. And isn't that our story too? When we were young, we hoped that education would fill the void. So we hung up our diplomas, but they began to look a bit faded. So we put them away in a closet. We boxed our trophies and other awards that we had won. The positions we gained, the money we made, the fame we received now have lost their luster. We have children who have moved away and friends whose Christmas cards we no longer get in the mail. Yet everything we have done has left us wanting more. We weren't quite sure what more was, but hopefully it was just around the corner. If we could just be patient. Now, after so many years of waiting, we're still wondering what the more might be. And we're not sure we're, we will ever discover it in this lifetime. So perhaps we should be satisfied with the tarnished trophies of yesterday. But Simeon had waited his lifetime expecting, expecting God to act. Yet he remained open to the leading of God's spirit. And he was ready to receive God's gift of Christmas. And what a sight. What a sight to see consolation and redemption in a tiny baby. As my granddaughter Hope exclaimed, Jesus is a baby. But of course, that's not the end to this child's story. 
When Simeon told Mary, a sword will pierce your soul also, Simeon could foresee a distant Friday when a sword would pierce her son's side as he hung on a Roman cross. And why was he there? For the falling and rising of many. In a word, for God's salvation. As Simeon put it in his prayer to God, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. In other words, I'm an old man who can now rest in peace because I have seen hope for a brighter future for all people. Praise God. And as a witness to what God was doing through the gift of his infant son, Jesus, the Messiah, Anna joyfully shared the good news of God's salvation with others. Salvation, that's what Simeon and Anna were looking for, and we as well. God offers salvation, the offer of salvation to the ultimate failure of all the other things that have meant so much to us at one time or another, good in themselves, worthy up to a point, but unable to fill the deep void in our lives. As St. Augustine writes, you, O God, have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. May we each open our heart and mind and be ready to receive God's wondrous, gracious, inexpressible gift of Christmas, Jesus the Christ, God with us. And may we joyfully share the good news of God's salvation with all we meet. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for giving us all the, the word made flesh in your son, Jesus. O oh, Lord, grant that we might have open hearts and minds in the midst of our present uncertainty. We thank you, we bless your name, and we praise you for the giving gift of Jesus, God with us. Amen. <laughs>